Well, welcome back to Sunday Morning Bible Study and thank you for joining us on this journey through Ephesians where we are reminded of the mystery of the gospel that God has chosen to dwell in us by His Spirit and He has given Himself for us on the cross so that we can be reconciled with the Father. And He has given us the opportunity to be submitted to one another and to live in harmony so that we might be a light to those around us. Today we enter into the section on the armor of God. Now people do whole Bible studies, week-long Bible studies on the armor of God, and we only have a few minutes together, but I want to spend some time thinking about the fact that it is God's armor and thinking about the fact that we are dependent upon God's Spirit to fight our battles. Let's look at verse 10 of chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Now, oftentimes I read right past that verse and I want to get into the armor because I love the exciting nature of visuals. But honestly, this is a very important verse that sets up the whole passage for us. We are to be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. This is an imperative. You must do it. But it also is a passive imperative in the Greek, meaning we are strengthened, not in our own power, but in the Lord's power. We are given might because of what Jesus has done. Think about the might of the Lord, the might that raised Jesus from the dead. This same resurrection power is in you and in me as we are dependent upon God's Spirit within us. Look on at verses 11 and 12 with me. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So often I want to think that my struggles are physical. It's what's going on around me. It's all that I have to do is this person that I am in conflict with. But what Paul is reminding us here is that there is a greater spiritual battle going on. It reminds me of that passage in 2 Kings chapter 6, where the king of Aram has sent a delegation to um, find Elisha because he is angry with Elisha the prophet. And he sends a delegation of army uh, men and chariots, and they, uh, they surround the city of Dothan where Elisha is. And Elisha's servant wakes up the next morning and looks down on the city, and he goes to Elisha, and he's like, oh my goodness, look at, look at this army that has surrounded us. I'm going to have to go back to um, 2 Kings to kind of give you the full story. This is what Elijah says to him. Um, this is what the servant says, actually. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? Elisha says this, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, 
open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So yes, we are fighting a spiritual battle against all these principalities, all of the forces of evil, but don't be fooled. God has his own force of spiritual beings who are at battle with us. When we, in dependence upon the Lord, look with eyes of faith, we can remember, as Elijah prayed for his servant, that those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Now we're going to get into the spiritual weaponry. So the armor of God in verses 13 through 17. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So the shoes of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. I want to just point out a couple of things about this armor. First, the belt of truth. Isn't it so true that the evil one seeks to devour us? It says in scripture that he is the author of lies and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we need God's truth about ourselves, God's truth about others and God's truth found in his word as a weapon when the evil one comes to try to deceive us. Another way that the evil one tries to deceive us is to try to make us unsure of our salvation. He attacks our security in Christ and we must put on that helmet of salvation, that remembrance that it is God's grace that has saved us through faith. It's not of works. We are not in this battle with our own resources. It is God's armor, what He has done in Jesus Christ that fights the battle for us. The other three mentioned here, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet fitted with peace, and the shield of faith, the ones in the middle, these are all things that the devil tries to take away. He tries to make us do things that are unrighteous. He wants to get us off the path of faithfulness. And he loves nothing better than to stir up a little discord. And we are called instead to live at peace with others and to have peace in our own hearts according to God's will for us. Finally, the evil one seeks to take away our faith. It is difficult sometimes to live in the spirit. It is difficult to see the spiritual forces for good that that our Lord has around us. And because we cannot see, oftentimes our faith 
wanes. But here in Ephesians and elsewhere in the gospel, we are reminded that God is at work even when we do not see his hand clearly. It says in the first part of Ephesians when um, Paul prays in verses 18 and 19 this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which God has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. So when we put on the shield of faith, we are asking the Lord to help us remember the hope of the gospel, that this is not something that is made up. We have a real and sure hope in Christ that we will be with him one day and that here in the present, he has given us his mighty power, that we can stand firm and be strengthened by Christ who was raised from the dead. Okay, let's go on to verse 18 because there is one more piece of armor that isn't always mentioned because it, it isn't associated with a certain piece of armor that the Roman soldiers would wear, but it is very important to our spiritual battles. Verse 18 and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keeping praying for all the saints. We are to continue in prayer because prayer is a spiritual weapon. Prayer reminds us that we are not dependent upon ourselves. We are dependent upon our Lord who is at work in magnificent ways. We fight the spiritual battle by donning God's armor. We put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet fitted in the readiness of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It is so important that we are in his word and we know who he is. And then we fight with prayer. I am reminded of another story in the Old Testament, a story of a battle um, in which the Israelites were against the Amalekites. It's in Exodus chapter 17. And Joshua and the men of the army are battling against the Amalekites. Do you remember the story? And um, Moses goes up on the hill and he has the staff of God, which is, um, which is a reminder of God's presence and his power. And he goes up on the hill and he lifts the staff of the Lord. And when the staff is lifted, Joshua and the army are defeating the Amalekites. But Moses gets tired and he begins to wane in energy and the staff begins to go down. And, and when the staff is not raised, the Amalekites are winning. And so as the story goes, Aaron and her come alongside Moses. They sit him down on a rock and they hold his hands up all day long so that the Israelite army in the power of the Lord, they defeat the Amalekites. But what I want us to focus in on is the end of this story. 
after they win the battle, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. And he said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. We cannot miss this important part. And honestly, I have lots of work to do in this area, and I know we all do, but I want us to commit ourselves to lifting our hands to the throne of the Lord in prayer. This is so important to remember that our dependence is not on ourselves and what we can do. It is the Spirit of God living in us and as we acknowledge God's power and His presence among us, we can fight with His Spirit the battles that are before us. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for the book of Ephesians. Though our thoughts on it are incomplete, you are continually working in our spirit. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to all day long, all the time, be in prayer, remembering our dependence, treasuring your word, and opening our eyes to see the spiritual forces of good that you have put in place, that you are fighting our battles for us. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. <music>